another way. Today we celebrate Epiphany, which means manifestation. That what God desires to show us today is that God doesn't mean us to do it alone. But rather, he shows us another way of him with us, of him guiding us. That as the light of the world is shown this day, how do we allow it to affect us? And so I want to kind of walk through maybe three little steps because I want to grow but I don't necessarily know how. So I want to kind of walk through that a little bit based on our gospel. First, I have to first want to grow. I have to first be discontent if I'm going to move in a better direction. That I have to know that I'm in darkness, otherwise I'm never gonna want the light. I'm reading a book right now called Turn the Ship Around. It's about this Navy commander who took the worst performing ship in the fleet and in less than a year made it the top performing ship. And at first, you know, I'm just kind of getting into it, but he, he comes on one ship and he wants to help them. But here's the thing. They're content. They're like, we're good. We get we get good ratings. I'm good. He can't do anything for him. But then he comes to this other ship that's terrible, and they know it, and they're open to it, and he does miracles. It's kind of like, how come Jesus reached out so much to the tax collectors and the prostitutes and the sinners? Because they knew they were bad. They knew they needed help, and so they were open to his help. What's the, the problem with the Pharisees? They're good. I'm good. I'm good. And so if we think we're good, we have no space to become better. We have no space for the Lord, ultimately. That's what it's about. But he's perfect. And so you and I always have room to be affected by the one who is perfect. And that's how we're made. We're made to want to keep growing. You know, St. Augustine says our our hearts are restless until they rest in you. But the... The problem in our modern age is we get lulled into complacency. We get, we get lulled into comfort. I'm good, you know. We, I just got back, uh, there were about 75 or so students um, that we brought from NAU to this conference in Phoenix. So that's 75 people that said, I could stay at home, I could, uh, you know, watch a lot of TV, I could sleep in, or I want more. I, I want to turn to the one who's got something beautiful for me that can change my life. That we, that the Magi today, that they come from the East. Here's the Magi. They obviously have resources, both from the gifts they give, but also the fact that they could even travel. That travel was a big deal and it was not easy. And so the potential for what they were looking for had to be so much greater than where they were that caused them to, to leave that comfort. It was, it was a deliberate choice to go searching for something better, for something more. 
that, that we have to be willing to be made uncomfortable if we are to grow. And so, where are we at this day? Am I good? Am I comfortable? Or, or am I aware of the darkness in my life? Am I aware of my inability to get myself out of sin? Hence, my need for a savior, my need for someone stronger. Hence, my desire for more light. I want more light. I want to know what to do. God, I want to know where you're leading me. God, come with your light. And so first, we have to be not content. That's what allows us to be open, to start to move. Secondly, where do we go from there? We follow the light. Then when we notice that which illumines, when we notice that which brings peace and joy, that's where we follow. That we ultimately we seek the Lord. And and God can work through all sorts of things, you know, even through Herod today. Herod doesn't have great motives, but he says, go and search diligently for the child. That's what we're called to do is, is to seek the Lord. And what we find is that he's the one who's been seeking us the whole time. That it's actually the Lord who's drawing the Magi to himself. Matthew 7, 7 says, seek and you will find. We have a God who wants to be found. And if we embark on that search, we're going to find him. I remember a couple years ago and I was teaching RCIA and I was meeting with this guy who was Baptist and he was on the path to becoming Catholic and I'm like, well, how's it going? And he said, uh, you know, I've been, I've been reading scripture every day for the last two months. And I was like, wait, wait, hold on a second. You've been reading scripture every day? He's like, yeah, Father, you're the one that told me to do that. I was like, yeah, I tell everybody to do that, but nobody does that. <laughs> I said, well, what's that, what's that like? He says, it's changing my life. He says, it's making the Catholic faith that much clearer on the pages of Scripture that I, that I want more, that I'm encountering God. And that's the thing. If we, if we read Scripture every day, we will encounter God. People say, well, God, you know, Father Matt, I, talk, I pray, but I don't hear anything. St. Augustine says, when we pray, we talk to God. When we read scripture, he talks to us. You cannot read scripture every day and not hear his voice. Our problem is we're not doing it. <laughs> we're not reading scripture. So, so maybe that's one thing, that if we're not doing that now, if we want a stronger relationship with the Lord, if we have that desire, point one, that maybe the next thing to do is to read scripture. And what happens then is the Lord reveals himself. He reveals his plan for us. I was talking to um, a young man this week, and he was trying to discern God's will. He's like, I don't know if I'm called to be a priest or called to be married. And, ah, you know, and I was like, welcome to college. So um, <laughs> he's like, well, how, do, how do I know? I said, well, as you, as you seek, notice. Well, I, I really enjoy dating this girl. Okay, it's like a puzzle piece. Okay, we'll put that in the puzzle. Um, well, I, when I'm at mass, I feel really just drawn in, and I, I ponder what it would, what it would, what it be like to be up there as the priest. I was like, okay, we'll put that down. Don't those contradict? No, they're just two pieces in the puzzle. I was like, you just, as you live your life, notice things, and over time, that puzzle becomes clear. And and also to to notice 
where that peace is leading me. Follow, follow that peace. Follow, follow the light that, that God wants to enlighten us. That's why we, Jesus reveals himself as the light of the world. That's why there's so much light imagery today. That, that God wants to enlighten us. That's why I say awareness is, a, is always a grace. The, the temptation for you and I, in addition to staying comfortable, is to stay in the dark. Well, I'm not going to, I can't tell people this. I feel this way, but I can't tell anybody. That's not from God. And so what do we want to do is to, is to continue to bring things to light, to not be afraid of anything. And in time, that, that picture becomes clear. And so recognize our discontent and then follow the light. Seek the Lord. And then that comes the third thing. It's a conscious choice to allow him to change us. That, that when the Magi come, they, they give all of them. They, they, they give themselves through this trip. They give these gifts. And, and, and in giving over to God, it changes them. That the last line of our scripture today is they departed for their country another way. That when we encounter God, it changes us. And that's, I think that's what we're afraid of. We're, we're afraid that if I, if I start praying, if I start going to church, if I start whatever, that my life might change. Yes, I hope it does. I hope it does. Because aren't we coming from that place of darkness and sin? And God is moving us to that place of light and freedom. That when we encounter the living God, it affects us. So my job is to, is to keep going to him and let him keep affecting me, transforming me, transfiguring me more and more into his son, Jesus. St. John Henry Newman says it this way, to live is to change. To become perfect is to have changed often. And so I, I think it's fitting. This isn't necessarily my New Year's homily, but it kind of is. Like, you know, it's a new beginning. It's a new year. What do I want? How do I want to change? Am I willing to let the Lord change me? When my desire for change is greater than my level of comfort, then change actually happens. I was talking to a, I'm an associate vocation director. I was working with one of the seminarians uh, last summer, and he's like, you know, I just... I really just want to be healthier. I want to eat healthier. I want to exercise. I want, I want my prayer to be more regular. I was like, all right, we'll start there. Um, when do you want to pray? He's like, well, I, I really pray at night well. And I was like, okay, what time? Well, I, I was like, what time do you want to go to bed? Well, I really like to go to bed by like 1030. It's like, okay, well, what time are you going to pray then? Well, I guess like 930. I was like, okay. So what time do you have to like go home? Well, I guess I need to like go home at nine. I was like, okay, um, can you do that? Do you want to do that? He's like, well, but I also go to the gym sometimes. I was like, okay, what do you mean? Well, I want, when do you want to go to the gym? Well, I go to the gym at night. I was like, okay, so the night you go to the gym, you're not gonna pray? Like, he's like, no. I was like, well, when, when would you need to go to the gym to still get home by 9.30? Well, I'd have to go to the gym by eight. Okay, can you do that? Well, if I, if I go to the gym at eight, then that means I have to leave the party early. I was like, are you willing to do that? <laughs> so, so my desire to leave the, 
my desire for exercise and prayer has to be greater than my desire to stay at the party. My desire to become that better self has to be greater than my desire to stay comfortable where I am. And so I just did my Father Matt thing, and I just asked him a million questions, and, and, and just I tried to make it clear for him. I'm just trying to listen to what you want, and because it sounds like you say you want change, but do you? And he's like, I do. And I talked with him in the last couple of weeks over break here, and he said, Father, I just want you to know that six months later, all those changes that you and I talked about, I'm still doing them. It's possible. It's possible. That, that better, more fully alive me, it's possible. And how is it possible? When I encounter the living God. When I encounter the one who's been seeking me and recognize that the desires I have within me for better, for more, have actually been planted there by him, leading me to him. You see, God is the model of this, that, that God is the one who sees us in our brokenness and allows himself to be moved to that place of uncomfortability, to become human, to take on human flesh, to become vulnerable to us in a manger, in our hands. And it's his vulnerability that gives us a model and actually gives us the grace for us to be changed. That's our invitation. This day, when God reveals himself, do I desire it? Am I uncomfortable? Do I desire to change? Am I willing to follow the light and am I allowing myself to be changed? I've done it my way. But if I really want to be happy, am I prepared, am I open to doing it another way? His way, his path, him, he is the answer.